Welcome back to the With Joey B podcast. Luke and I are here again. Last episode on the wonderful Alan Watts. Some of his thoughts on, I think, reality and perfect society today. So I want to unpack some of these, I think, four key ideas today, Luke. We'll see how we go. The first one, these come from different things he's uh, said from different pieces. I've pieced these together because I think understanding what the world really is and should look like is obviously fundamental because then we can start from there and work backwards with how we guide people. Right. So the first one, we should let some people quit the game is a big a um, proposition in his. My kind of addition to that is, for example, hippies have value. Now, Luke, can you think of any reasons why hippies have value to society? I'm doing my usual thing of putting you on the spot and having a lot of fun with it as the evil puppet master. But does any Well, the, the first thing that comes to mind is they'd be counter very counter to the standard, well, normal convention of, you know, doing something you don't want to do. Maybe they live more in the moment, that sort of thing. Yeah, I actually think that's a phenomenal answer. All right. So maybe it's, I mean, I think that's probably, yeah, pretty, pretty clear, right? I, th- I think about this when I get into that maybe headspace of like, oh, you know, am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Have I achieved enough? All those very unavoidable parts of modern life. Mm. and from time to time you remember that there are people out there who are living incredibly happy like lives out of vans not showering that often i don't know maybe smoking a lot of weed stereotype 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 and you think oh shit you gotta remember that a lot of people and sort of people i met in nepal have as we would call in a very cynical narrow-minded way nothing big inverted commas there and a and super content because they, they're not distracted from the everyday joys, right? Now, Watts says that you should let some people quit the game. The game's not for everyone. In terms of like a lot of the complexity of modern societies is not for everyone. And I think what he means by that is there is that value. They are a different perspective. And looking at them makes you remember that not to take it too seriously, I think. Because I think we have this um, idea that everyone should be whatever doing this and contributing and everything like that. This is why I wanted to bring it up. Because I think he, he kind of holds ground. He goes, I guess we worry about that because we think, what if everyone does it? He says, but it's like saying, what if everyone got the 7 a.m. flight to Los Angeles tomorrow? It's like, not everyone's going to do that. Just it just won't happen. That's why people are diverse. They won't. They can't all want the same thing. So it's fascinating that there is value in letting people be who they want to be, even if it falls outside of your narrative. The second idea, which I think comes back to what he thinks perfect, I guess society. He doesn't really use these words, but optimal, you know, focus is this idea of the dance. Now we would have mentioned this a couple of episodes ago when I quoted what i said it's my favorite youtube video and he just compares life to a dance and he says you don't aim at a particular spot in the room when you dance right the aim of it is not to get somewhere he says the whole pointing of dance the whole point of dancing is the dance it's just the experience and the moment it's the joy of doing it the counterintuitive way we normally think about living is like we've got to get somewhere. 
Like my whole life is to get to this moment. He goes, it's, it's a completely wrong way to think about life. Completely wrong way. He goes, it's a dance. The whole point is to enjoy it. He goes, if it was like, he said, it's pretty funny. He's like, if, if it was about getting somewhere, if that's what, say, music, right? If it was about getting somewhere, then an orchestra would just play one crashing chord and that would be it. They wouldn't play the whole song. The whole point of a song isn't to just get to the end. It's because you want to enjoy the song. So that's the second big idea, that the best metaphor for life is the dance or music. It's there to be participated in and enjoyed. Now, the third idea, I think this is really big one i've been reflecting on this a lot lately because we so often think about i'd love to have control i wish things were this way i wish i was better at this and we're as i always say with the thousand doors we're scared of uncertainty right so he talks about 75 years of dreaming right so there's this quote i'll read let's suppose that you were able every night to dream any dream that you wanted to dream and that you could for example have the power within one night to dream 75 years of time or any length of time you wanted to have. And you would naturally, as you began on this adventure of dreams, you would fulfill all your wishes. You would have every kind of pleasure you could conceive. And after several nights of 75 years of total pleasure each, you would say, well, that was pretty great. But now let's have a surprise. Let's have a dream which isn't under control, where something is going to happen to me that I don't know what it's going to be. And you would dig that and come out of that and say, wow, that was a close shave, wasn't it? And then you would get more and more adventurous and you would make further and further out gambles as to what you would dream. And finally, you would dream where you are now. You would dream the dream of living the life that you are actually living today now i'll pause here to go to you luke having just you know been exposed to that for the first time does that make sense what does that mean to you what is he trying to say to me i might be very wrong i might be very wrong that's the point that's the point yeah because i want to identify if this is clear to me it sort of means you can be stumbling around living your life, thinking about all the places you could be, all the things you could do. Or for example, you know, when you just lose your train of thought, give me one second. That's all right. Ending. Pretty much what we've been talking about, which is you're living for that next thing uh, until you realize one day, oh, hang on a minute. You, you, pretty, you have today to live. <laughs> That's it. You have today to live. That's it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think this is fascinating. I think that's a big part of it. I also thought of it in terms of you're like, oh, I wish I could do this where I wish I could know things like know. All right. Say, for example, if I start a business, I wish I could know if I'm going to make it or not. I wish I could just know how the, how the story goes. Because I'm sure there's a lot of people right now taking risks of some sort, whether it's personal relationship career business where that's like it's it's like oh, i've just jumped off like a cliff without a parachute like i want to know if i'm going to make it because I, I think where this is applicable in everyday life is like if i leave something i'm doing now that's not working for me a business i've started a uni degree a job how do i know i'm going to make it mm. right 
And it's not, again, it's not just throw blind caution to the wind. I think you got to feel called to do it. But it's like you would like, all right, if I felt like I'm definitely going to make it in this, then I'll go do it. But he makes, I feel like he's making the point here that if you could like just have this fantasy you created where you had the certainty, like, all right, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to start this podcast. It's going to get 4 million downloads. Joe Rogan's going to want me on. World leaders are going to, you know, you create this story. He says, all right, you got to live that. But because you have control over it, I feel like he's saying it gets boring because you know what's going to happen. It's like a movie you keep rewatching. Mm. So to make it interesting, you'd say, all right, tomorrow I'm going to make a movie. I watch, but I'm going to change this thing. I'm not going to know what happens in this scene. Just so it's exciting. Because if I know it's not exciting, it's like you don't want people to spoil the end of a movie for you, right? It defeats the purpose. You're not actually wanting to know what happens, but you want to know what happens. <laughs> what really is, you want to go through the journey of it. You really want to go through the journey of not knowing, have the anticipation, have something to be excited about, be entertained, gripped in the experience, and then come to a resolution. But then you'll probably feel upset when it's over that you can't go through it all again. That's how I felt when I watched like an epic TV show. When it finally ends, it's this low. So he's saying you would keep doing that. You'd keep varying it until you created this state we're in now of completely not knowing what the future has. Because if you do know, all the excitement and the journey of it is lost. Which is fascinating. Why, why, am, all right, why, am I, why am I rambling about this? I just wanted to include this because I thought it was relevant to education. And what he said about it's this weird stage-based phenomenon that gets us thinking in terms of I've got to be qualified for something and I'm chasing something all the time. Mm. Because we do that so we can get, we control to the outcome, right? So we know what happens. Like I want to get this so I know it's definitely going to work. Right? I'm definitely going to be married and rich and successful by the age of 30. You want to kind of control the narrative a bit. That's, that's why I thought it was interesting. Because if you propose an alternate system where you have this more embracing of uncertainty, I think you lean more into reality. Because the reality is if you could perfectly design your life, this says eventually, not the first thing would come to your mind, but eventually you'd come to this point of making it exactly the way it is now. <laughs> That's a crazy way to think about it. That's crazy. But if I think about it, I don't really want to actually present focus, constant student, right? Being careful about the members we let in, not just anyone, not just trying to get, but, you know, want to find the right people and, and get towards a, a certain, certain capacity, nothing crazy. But I think to myself right now, if I could guarantee that if it was, a hundred or 200 or a thousand members in the next six months. And I could know exactly, I actually don't want to know. So then you'll already be thinking about the next thing because you already know. Oh, well, that's a good point too. But I think I'd lose the whole excitement of the journey I'm on. That's what um, I, I enjoy the thousand doors. Well, that's, that's where you feel alive is, you know, chasing something. You don't even know if you're going to get there. That's, that's exactly, exactly. It's like when I, if I play um, a PlayStation game, right? 
I've thought about this. What happens when it gets too easy? You get very bored and you You don't play. But you want to win. Right? But you want to win. So wouldn't it be easier to win if it was easier? If the difficulty of, say, FIFA, if the other team sucked, wouldn't that make it easier to win? Yes or no? Easier to win? Yes, of course. Yes, but it's not actually what you want because then you would get bored. No, I, I remember having the direct experience of turning the difficulty up on <laughs> yeah, FIFA yeah. to world class because <laughs> exactly you can just run down the side and score and it's boring as anything. Exactly. So it's not what we really want. It's a nuanced version of getting the result. So what we really want is a story or a journey. And no journey can have certainty. It ceases to be a journey. I think that randomness that we, this is, this is tying back into what I got out of, personally, I got out of Taleb is the idea that you're never going to know. You're not, you're not going to know how it's going to play out. You just have to have that sort of direction and almost embrace the element of randomness. Exactly. But the, th- the thing I want to come back to too, which is the icing, the cherry on top of this, is that if you, it takes away the idea of being frustrated with your situation. Yes, that's what I was trying to get. It's that I can give you a, it's like how many things have we not done or me at least, or I've seen in other people, especially myself, I've not done because I don't know. It's not a safe outcome. Like I'm not sure how it's going to go. And you, yeah. you just don't think, you, you can't sort of wrap your head around, oh, it might not work or it's just difficult it's to- awesome. Go away from that thinking because you you do. I think it's a tendency for me, at least tendency to, you know, want to at least have some form of certainty. I think that's what you're speaking to directly, Correct. but you'll never, you'll never have it. And half the journey from what you're saying is in that unknown aspect of chasing something. 